Christmas is over, and I'm glad, because I hate Christmas. Hi, Mike. Hey, Chris. Uh, this is Notes of a Goon, episode 21. We are here. We are ready to go. This is going to be a fucking great show. Are you excited? I'm so excited. This is that weird, awkward week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. It's a dead week in the dead city here in New York. Ooh. <laughs> it's such a strange... This is always a strange week, right? Uh, yeah. Like, it's like a... Um, you can't you can't get a you can't get a start, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. We're recording this podcast. It comes out at midnight. What time is it, Mike? It is ten eighteen. Well, it's not coming out at midnight. That's for sure. Yeah, it is. It'll be a few minutes late. No, I'm stopping. Somebody's it. already asking me on Twitter. For real? Yes. Why? Because they're excited for the show. Oh, because they know that there's no way we got our shit together on a holiday week. Oh, when we normally record on Thursday. Yeah. What day was that? That was Christmas. That was Christmas. I would have recorded. You know what I did? I sort of ketamine alone in the middle of the night on Christmas. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I was. I was a little. I get a little seasonal depression, Mike. We actually had an office pool for what is Chris from Brooklyn going to be doing during Christmas, and I won with ketamine. Did you really? No. Wow. That'd be a good. That'd be a good guess, though. I mean, it. Look, if that pool existed, mm-hmm. I think my guess would have been ketamine. Yeah, I had it, so I was like. My ch- my chick went to bed, and I was like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna do some ketamine." Yeah, I mean, what else is one to do when you have ketamine on Christmas? And I also, you know, it's not like I can go anywhere. You know, I, I normally I would have gone out to dinner with my brother and my uncle, but they're both fucking infirmed, and I've been around people. I don't want to kill them. Makes sense, right? Yeah. I still believe that COVID kills people. Well, I mean, it's less and less. I mean, <laughs> it's two percent, right? Is it up to 2%? No. I mean, it's been, no, it was at almost 3% for mm-hmm. a while there, and then more people started getting tested, and it went down to barely over 2%. Yeah. So. It's still, I mean, that's a lot That's a lot of people to die from a thing that you just catch in the air. Oh, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't know, I'm a poker player, right? If you need... Can I just say, like, anybody who ends, like, when you're about, when you say at the end of the day... Something as ignorant is going to come out of your mouth. It's almost as like, it's like, look, I'm not racist, but you know somebody's about to say some ignorant-ass shit. <laughs> like, I'm not racist, but I'm just saying they should stop fucking our women. Like, it's like, it's like when somebody says, look, at the end of the day... Well, hey. Like, you know they're about to say some not profound-ass shit. So let's go, poker player. I'm just saying, should they or should they not stop fucking our women? No. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just like, all right. So if you if you are playing poker, right... Right, and that you have to beat one card, right, for an inside straight, right. Let's say the guy's got all he needs is a jack to make a straight to beat your three of a kind, mm-hmm. right. If there is three jacks left in the deck, mm-hmm. sorry, if there's four jacks left in the deck, mm-hmm. uh, there's a five percent chance, five percent, that that next card that comes out is going to be a jack, right. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty fucking comfortable with those odds if I got all my money in the middle, right. If we're gonna just cut that more than in half. It's like, yo, what, how unlucky can you be? That, that's the odds of somebody hitting a, the miracle card they need It's for a straight flush to beat you. It's like, come on, dude. That ain't going to happen. All right, you heard it here first, uh, guys. Uh, according to the movie Rounders, uh, you can't die from COVID. I mean, or else it's a bad beat. And I'm sure there's a bad beat jackpot for COVID, right? They just give you money. Well, is there I mean, some sort of, oh, it's just a $600 check. Well, it's like, all right, is it really a bad beat if you, you know, push all your cards in with two seven offsuit? I mean, that's what you get for being 90. 
That is true. That is what you get. That is totally what you get for being 90. It is like a weird thing. So people are just like, you know what's fucking, this is something I want to talk about, and it's going to be a theme throughout the show, because I'm going to bring it up a few different times. Um, how people just don't know shit that I think is regular to know, and then some shit happens, and now I know I'm saying this very stupid. It's like, um, uh, people always said this about me, they're like, Chris, you come off real stupid. But you know a lot of shit that is very surprising. It's like, it's a very odd thing. So over the last, and the Trump presidency kind of did this to me in a weird way too. But like, it was, um, people are like, yeah, there's just like all these pneumonias and COVIDs. And it's like, it's like, well, they're like interchangeable. I'm like, especially when it comes to old people, I'm like, yeah, like the flu, you fucking idiot. Did you really, like, Five different people have said that to me, including Tom outside 25 fucking minutes ago. And it's starting to get me to a point where how do you not know that the flu leads to pneumonia and that kills old people faster than anything else? Did you not know that? You're looking at me like you didn't know that. Well, I knew the flu killed you, people. You're, I, look, as a poker player, uh, you have a terrible poker face. <laughs> because you were literally trying to be like, I'm going to hang in there and be like, you're right, Chris. And then your mm -hmm. fucking your mm -hmm. eye crinkled up. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what happens is you got, uh, you got a lot of laugh lines in your eyes because you're the kind of stupid person who laughs instead of has emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Spoken like a true baby Yui. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but this is a fucking thing. It drives me fucking nuts. How does, I, I don't understand how people don't know that. Don't know that that it's the it's that not flu the and pneumonia have the same kind of relationship as COVID and pneumonia, and it kills old people year after. Do you not have an old person in your life? I knew that the flu. So here's the thing: I knew the flu killed people. I didn't know that it was because it turned into pneumonia. It's called walking pneumonia. Motherfuckers get pneumonia and shit. Wait, the flu is called walking pneumonia. The flu can become walking pneumonia. You can't just have pneumonia. It's not a like. You I didn't. I thought that's. I thought you could just get in the mud. I thought if you just stayed outside when it was cold. Dude, I used to. It used to drive me nuts. I grew up around a lot of Puerto Ricans, and they would call it ammonia, and it fucking drove me insane as a child. Well, yeah, that is insane. Just, I've always said this. This is a. This is a racism that. This is a racial stereotype that doesn't get hammered home enough about uh, black and Hispanic people in the hood, right? I'm just gonna go. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but. And this is not all black and Hispanic people, but if they mispronounce something, it's a rap. Like, ammonia, that's it. Those people still say ammonia. They were 12 years old, they still say ammonia. No. Look, look hood people, I'm telling you this right now, like the guys I grew up with, like Gowanus, once you mispronounce, look, there are fucking black dudes that I grew up with that still think my last name is Vega. My last name is Vega, you know that. Okay, but if you hear somebody say it, you go, oh, that, that man named Vega. And I just stopped correcting people, I'm going to say 20 years ago. Well, that's on you. I, you know something? Here's the thing. If someone wants to snitch on me, Vega did it. Now they're looking for some Puerto Rican guy. And I am home. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about guys, Gre Greg, that you've met. No. Has in introduces me to every chick he's hooking up with as Vega. I've been friends with him forever. I talk to his cousin three times a week. Like, I'm talking about... They both do that. Like, well, I mean, this is also a man who tried to tell me that Deontay Wilder's face mask is had uh, had poison in it. I mean, that or could his water I, had poison in it. That could have happened. I mean, could have happened. <laughs> look, I'm sorry if Greg is not who I look to for you know. Uh, 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 I'm just saying no, but this is not. I'm telling you, 
once black people mispronounce something, like once hood black and Spanish people mi- umbrella. What's wrong with that? How do you sell? Um, how do you say umbrella, Mike? Umbrella. Umbrella. How do black people say umbrella? Umbrella. Mind. Okay, I mean that's essentially the same thing. Now, right. Like now you're just yeah. being racist now. I am just being racist now. <laughs> but it, there is no. I think it's also like names. I talked to uh, James Piccolomini. Okay, because that's well, that's just unfair. Well, I told you like it was like the thing when I was working for Alan Hevesy. Oh, Hennessy run it? No, no, his name is Yo Hennessy run it for me. I'm telling you, like that's it. It's locked in. To be fair, I call Piccolomini pickles because you know. I've been I, calling him Chica Bacata every time I see him. I mean, that's just rude. I just I just know Allison Klemp once handed him a jar of pickles during a roast battle, and uh, like like Castratano is Tum Tum, Piccolo Mini will always be pickles to me. That's funny. Um, it's the only funny we, thing we Allison have said Klemp that we have done. we have brought that up on the show that Castratano is Tum Tum. Yeah. Okay. So Andrew, last episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, good Tum Tum. Um, no, look. Yeah, it is the week between Christmas and New Year's. Can't get anything done this week. There's nothing to do. That's why we're doing this so late because we couldn't. We just couldn't get it together. Yeah. We just. I mean, nobody's doing anything. Like, imagine. Well, that's not true. Uh, across street at uh, Alan Cummings' place, uh, there's gay guys on the street watching a birdcage or the birdcage. Oh, is it, they were watching a musical when I got here. Yeah. Well, I, that they were watching the birdcage when I walked by. Dude, it is that shit is. First of all, the name of that place is Club Coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not Club Going. No. No, no, no. It is club taking. <laughs> yeah, they're watching. I actually thought that was, it was like kind of endearing that they just had like the screen out. There's like seven gay dudes huddled up outside in the warmth I, watching musicals in the birdcage. Well, I also like too that there was two different outdoor dining pavilions outside of Club Coming where it's like one had the projector and you could watch movies and then the other one didn't have like so it was like you could make a decision like yeah. hey do i want movie night or am i just here to fuck yeah am i just here to suck dick <laughs> got a little something for everybody yeah i didn't think that guy was gay in goldeneye well he wasn't but you know he was a good actor so i'm saying you know i'm just saying like he wasn't did you see the thing? gay in goldeneye he wanted to fuck natasha did you see the thing um remember he made his password about her butt oh yeah it's true she was fucking hot. God. No, I mean, come on. Xena Anyatop was in that, a.k.a. the bitch from Rounders. Oh, yeah. Smoke show. Famke um, Jansen. Who is... There's a British actor who's getting some flack right now that we need to talk about. Um, it, because he's not... Uh, what the fuck was the movie? I just was looking at it earlier today. I, I meant to send it to you. Um, well, this is riveting radio. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I'm Googling. Sorry, am I, am I being too much of a tryhard? Yeah. You, oh, you are a tryhard asshole. That's what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, we'll get. To, we'll, we'll bring it up next week. Fuck it. I don't care. I don't remember <laughs> who it was. It was the guy from Get Out got another part. He's British. And he got some other part. Daniel O'Walloway. Yeah. He got another part. Um, and they were just giving. It was just like, that should go to. Uh, oh, it was the guy who led the Black Panthers. And they're like, that should go to an American black person, not a British black person. And I'm like, are we getting that specific now? Motherfuckers still got to act. Or else we need to pay them less. Well, James... <laughs> like, if you just... Right? I That's make fair. less money because I'm literally just doing the same thing I would normally be doing, but there's a microphone in front of me. This is literally what you do if you have a couple of beers. Yeah, this is the point. Um, 
But yeah, they're, they're, they're getting so goddamn specific. Like, I'll tell you this right now. I've never not clicked white Hispanic on a fucking job application. Well, I mean, your name is Chris Vega. Yeah, it's Chris Vega. I always also put that and a fake social security number, and that's why I'm doing so well. <laughs> Listen, you tryhard. You love Christmas. Fucking love it, dude. So everybody around the office says that Mike is a tryhard asshole, and I get... Not just around the office. Yes, I was getting to that. I get uh, multiple DMs, YouTube comments, all sorts of things telling me that you are not the right person to do this show because you're a tryhard. I am a try-not at all, so I need a try-hard, and it levels out. But here's the thing. Everybody should real. You know what the thing about a try is like, you love holidays. Love them. I have never met a person that loves holidays that wasn't universally called a tryhard. Yeah. Like, it's just like, because it's like you, you wake up on a holiday and you go, I get to try hard. <laughs> really hard to have fun. My li- you know why I don't like the holidays, Mike? Because my life is pretty dope. And it gets interrupted by the holidays. <laughs> All right, that's fair. I don't know. I mean, I, I, th- I like to think of it as my life is pretty dope and it gets to get accentuated by holidays. How? I don't know. I don't see my family that often. And my parents just got a new dog. So that was cool. So, you all know. Right. Yeah, all right. Your family got a dog. So I had I had a reason to go down there, uh-huh. right? So so I got to spend time in a way nicer house and a way nicer bed, eat so way better food. But you are from a family of tryhards. Well, I mean, yeah. So my... they're all happy to see you. Yeah. And they're doing extra stuff for you. Well, I mean, dude, my mom my didn't even family... put up the tree this year. Good. They shouldn't. They put up a they're little... old. You put up the tree, asshole. Wow. You're a young man. That's fair. You're not trying hard enough. That's what it is. <laughs> Pick a lane, Chris. Look, I'm just saying, my family is a family of not tryhards, right? They're not trying hard. They're like, why aren't you helping cook this? I'm like, I didn't want to eat this. What do you mean? I don't want. I would rather eat something else. I go to fancy restaurants, and you're making a dry turkey, lady. I don't care. <laughs> like, why are you eating turkey on Christmas? I don't eat turkey on Christmas. I don't. I don't do Christmas. Yeah, you do ketamine on Christmas. I do ketamine on Christmas. Well, I would normally go to a very fancy restaurant. I usually just take my girlfriend out. We used to go to Mercer Kitchen, which is uh, Jean George Group. What happened to that? Uh, city died. Rest in peace. R.I.P. to to a real one. You know. Um. Yeah, I I fucking I dude, I don't know. And then New Year's is coming up, and then people are gonna. You know what I used to hate the most about New Year's? The three weeks after New Year's when the gym was full drove me. It's why I have so much workout equipment in my house based on those three weeks. And then I lived in Bensonhurst. So the two weeks before spring break, dude, I once went up to a dip fucking station and was like, hey, it was like four guys. And I was like, hey, do you guys, uh, you guys doing a lot more sets here? Can I work in with you or something? And they were like, yeah, we each have 10 more sets. I was like, of dips? Of dips. Do they understand how dips work? Dog, I was flabbergasted. I was like, what? You're going to Cancun. Just pay for sex. What you need the abs for? It is pretty cheap. Yeah. Also, did, did dips get you abs? I don't know what these guys were doing. Look, look, man. I, I'm telling you, those are the two times I hated going to the gym. The mo- Just New Year's is coming up. I'm anti-resolution. Yeah, dude, resolutions are gay. Yeah, my New Year's resolution is my everyday resolution. Wake up 
and try to not die. What's your New Year's resolution? Wake up and try hard. Try hard, baby. No, I mean, dude, the, the person who, who every single year, I think, nails it, mm-hmm. uh, Stavros. What's his New Year's resolution? Double the bread, double the head. Damn, that's pretty good. That's pretty fucking solid as far as New Year's resolutions go, doggy. Yeah. But at, at some point, you're going to run out of time to eat bread. In. <laughs> you just eat, eating bread while getting head? I mean, look, there's nothing better than eating a sandwich while getting blown. That's fair. Like, like there's not a better. That's a girl that, I mean, you don't keep her, but you keep her in your heart. No, you, you know. You do in the sense that, like, eventually you're going to get to a point where that bread's coming out the other end and she's still blowing you. That's true. If you, if no, but you know what I mean? The girl who does that isn't a keeper, but you keep her in your heart. Forever. No, she, why, why is she not a keeper? Here's the thing. A girl who does that now, I haven't blown eating a sandwich since I was, like, 19. It's reasonable. So a girl who does that in her 30s is a keeper. A girl who blows you in her early 20s while you're eating a sandwich is not a keeper. Because she's not going to be doing that in her 30s. She's doing that to get the ring. Bam. A girl who once she's wifed up is still like taking it in the butt, blowing you while you eat the sandwich, all stuff, all sorts of shit when you're already wifed up, that's a keeper. I mean, you've already kept her. But the fact that she's still putting the work in. Solid. Yeah. Really good stuff. Um, we'll move on. Where's, where's my drop? New setup, Chris. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're in the small studio because we're doing this late. Um, while Legion of Skanks is recording behind me, and they all just clap for some reason. They, yeah, they were all just clapping. I'm so curious as to why. Uh, I, I believe there's a... Whatever. There's a thing going on. Legion of yeah, they need the help. Um, I mean, there's probably very little overlap what? of people that are listening to this that don't listen to that. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but there's also the flip side where it's like, you know, I don't know. People are like, oh, what was going on in the other room while Legion of Skanks got? There's a diehard enough fan base of Legion of Skanks who would love to know what's going on in Studio B right now while Legion of Skanks is being recorded. Go yelling at Alex's mic. No. I would get fired. I would 100% get fired if I interrupted Legion of Skanks to go plug the notes of a goon. 100%. I would. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, buddy. That's fine. I'm going to try hard. I can't try that hard. What's funny is they wouldn't fire me for ordering you to do that. No. What, they, what could they fire you from? Your own show? They wouldn't fire me from my other show that they pay me for. Well, no. <laughs> Fucking you're a core four show. I'm core nothing. Mm. All right, look. Like I said, we're moving on. We were supposed to talk about this last week, and I didn't talk about it. Uh, there's a whole kerfuffle in the political world mm. with Joe Biden. You mean Dr. Joe? Dr. <laughs> Jill Biden. Now, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. So there was a guy who came out with an article. Can you look up the guy's name? Um, he wrote an article saying that she really shouldn't put doctor in her name. Uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Joseph Epstein. Okay. So Joseph Epstein comes out with this article. In the Wall Street Journal. It was very condescending. Yeah, I mean, he called he calls her kiddo at one point. Yeah, he does. He goes, look, kiddo. And, like, 
they might be the same age. You know what I mean? Joe Biden, not a bad-looking woman for her age. I'm not going to say this. I will say this, though, about being called Dr. Jill Biden, right? She's a doctor of education. Yeah, I mean, that's like my lawyer ex who used to call herself a doctor because she was a doctorate of law. Yeah. Doctors are lawyers. Or lawyers are doctors. Lawyers are doctors. But no lawyer does that, really. You're ex- oh, hold on, wait. This is, the ex- is your ex-fiance? No, 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 no. The blonde who uh, you met a couple of times. She's at the oh, Christmas okay. party that one year. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I... So I'm conflicted. So the first person I ever met that used doctor instead of mister that wasn't a medical doctor was my principal in elementary school. Same. Dr. Mendelssohn. Did you also have a Dr. Mendelssohn? No, it was a doctor something or other. Uh, I just remember he had to get transferred to Hawaii very suspiciously, uh, as did a priest in my town. Uh, So I don't know if they touch kids, but... I feel like they were just gay together. They both got transferred to Hawaii? I don't know. I mean, that's what we... Is that the farm upstate for fucking (laughs) pedophiles? (laughs) I don't know, dude. I mean, Jesus. Look, who knows if that's even true? I mean, this was a six-year-old who reported this to me. But all I know is I came in one day and, you know, doctor whatever was gone and the other priest was gone. Wait, you went to Catholic school? No. No, no. My elementary school principal was doctor something or other. And one year he was just gone. And uh, apparently he transferred to Hawaii. And then uh, very, <clears throat> like around that same time, the the priest at my parish mm-hmm. was just disappeared. Mm. He wasn't like he wasn't the monsignor in charge, but yeah, like the probably priest. Got, who, he probably got killed by the principal. Maybe, maybe. Now, yeah, now, maybe. now we're talking, we're talking a little true crime action. Yeah, maybe. maybe we got to investigate. We, we look. I am an investigative journalist, Mike. Yeah. So we investigate this. We go out to Hawaii. <laughs> probably do some meth with Dog the Bounty Hunter. I always wanted to take one of those. Uh, I always think helicopter rides are kind of stupid, but then you take one over a volcano. That's kind of dope. I mean, you're just playing. You're literally playing with fire at that point. Well, like, how else are you going to see the top of a volcano without a helicopter? It's fucking dumb if you can't. I mean, walk. I mean, I guess you could walk up there. That feels more dangerous. I want to see, like, the whole top of it. I mean, we could walk over it on a tightrope. That'd be dope. You won't do it. I'll fucking do that shit. So we could get Magnum P.I. in the fucking mix. Yo, yo oh, we, we have a crossover show with the new Magnum P.I., and then we find your gay principal that fucks kids with a priest... He literally uses the priest to fuck kids. He inserts the whole priest into children. <laughs> Yo, imagine if Magnum P.I. was rolling up on him. Dude, Ma- and me, you, Magnum P.I. Is there a new Magnum P.I.? That must be rebooted, right? Must be. So I feel like it is. Me, you, and new Magnum P.I., who I assume is probably a black guy. Right? At this point, you can't have a guy named Magnum not be black in a TV show. <sighs> he's not black, but he's also not white. Let me see. I don't like this Magnum P.I. Nah, dude. He looks like he belongs in Hawaii. He, he's too sensual. You gotta be rugged. They're it's on like, season three. Let me see him again. They made it three seasons with this guy. This motherfucker is no Tom Selleck. Wait, is Higgins the blonde chick? I, I assume. I don't want to have this crossover with the new Magnum P.I. anymore. No. Obviously, we're getting Tom Selleck. Yeah, we gotta go class or no? We should make our own Magnum PI, and we get we get a black guy we know. Who's a big black guy we know? Derek Napoleon. Is. Derek is big, right? We get one of those guys. 
and we'll, we'll be like, you're Magnum PI. We'll get them at Higgins. It'll be like a little white guy, right? A little Ian Finance. A little dork, yeah. Napoleon, Ian Finance. That's the new Magnum PI. And then we, that's the crossover show. And we go find your gay principal that fucks children with a priest using the priest as a dildo. With the whole priest. Yeah, the whole priest. Look, Jill Biden <laughs> is not a doctor, is the whole point of this. <laughs> but I, I would smash, though. I would smash. But I'll tell you this. Here's the real thing. I'm fine. And like, so the, it, this sparked this entire internet debate about how women should use their credentials because they don't enough and they're not being seen. And I get that. And I'm also like kind of, because I never really thought it was a big deal that that principal, but here's the thing. Then I had t- two other principals that had doctorates that didn't use doctor. And I was like, oh, that guy was, I thought you just did that if you were a principal. I was like, that guy's just an asshole. Well, don't you have to be like a doctorate of education to be a principal? I think so. Yeah, I feel like it's like if you graduate with a master's, you're a doctor of education, no? Okay. I feel like any post-grad, you're a doctor, kind of. No. You have to have a doctorate. That's why it's called a doctorate. Yeah, but what kind of post-grad isn't a doctor? I thought, yeah, it was a great kind of, and I thought... Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, don't know. I'm just trying to picture, right? Because it's like if a lawyer makes you a doctor, medical school obviously makes you a doctor, mm. right? I feel like you're just a doctor of whatever horseshit you're into. But all I'm saying is this. We're in a pandemic. You can't be the president's wife and be like, I'm a doctor. We need actual doctors, right? Yeah. John Cena is the doctor of thugonomics. I mean, that's who I go to for medical advice. I'm just saying, he can't five-knuckle shuffle COVID out of your chest. Mm-hmm. All right? He, I mean, has he tried? Look, all I'm saying is, Trump came out months ago and said UV light could be the answer to this thing, and now doctors are saying UV light kills like 90% of COVID particles. So it's like, I don't know. Have we tried five-knuckle you? Yeah, we should probably try every single person. A five-knuckle shuffle... It's kind of a cootie shot. It's it's cootie shot of Jace. Yeah, it's it's pretty close. So maybe that's the real. Maybe instead of the Make a Wish kids, John Cena should start five knuckle shuffling old people. And all the Make a Wish kids with cancer. Yeah, I mean all everybody should just get a five knuckle shuffle from John Cena, which is a weird thing that he got that past the PG censors because it is a euphemism for masturbation. Yeah, I mean, well, he also had the FU, which had to be turned to the attitude adjustment. Yeah. You know? All right. But pull up this one tweet. There's a funny thing about the Jill Biden thing, because then I got to see what she got her doctorate for, which was the thesis. That's what's great about this. It's a, uh, it was something about community college and uh, how to please the students. And I was just like, all right, Jill. Is it, is it this? Yeah, just give me this. Um, oh, uh, hold on, wait. Student retention at community college level, meeting students' needs. That was her thesis to become a doctorate, right? Um, here's how you meet the students' needs at a community college level. Um, just uh, sell the weed for them so that they could pay attention in class. That's literally it. Don't hate it. Like, like student retention at community college, stop making community college. You know what made me was the, I, I went for a couple of semesters because my dad, we talked about that on the show, right? Like my dad was just like, you can't live here if you're not in school. Gotta do something. Yeah. Um, 
one of my teachers, I just was like late a lot because I had other shit to do. And he was just like, I, I had the highest, it was a history class. I had the highest grades in the class because it was fucking stupid. Like, and it was just like, I had well, maybe the second or third, he was like, and he just like gave this whole lecture that was like, he basically subtweeted me for 10 minutes in the beginning of class and was like, yeah, uh, you're not just going to come in here late and pass. I don't care how good your grades are. I was like, I was like clearly directed at me. I'm the only person that's coming in late a lot. Like, you could, ju- you could just say to me, I, there's something like really annoying about an adult man who will be like, hey, can I talk to you? To another adult man? I was an adult man. I was 19, right? Like, it's like, uh, hey, if you keep being late, I'm going to fail you. You have to do that in front of a like. I, I have a feeling most community colleges are like that, whereas like most regular colleges, you can kind of just not show up and pass the tests. Well, yeah, I mean, why are you teaching at a community college, right? Like, you obviously couldn't get hired on a tenure track at a high school. Mm-hmm. That's why you're an adjunct professor at a community college. They don't have tenure community colleges. I don't uh, think yeah. do they? No, he was a he was, but he was a regular professor. He wasn't like he was an older man. I'm just saying, like. Massive asshole. I just remember. All right, so I remember doing this with my with a uh, professor. Now this is a bit of try hard horse shit, so you might tune out, uh, right? Okay. Uh, but I remember doing this with my art history teacher at mm-hmm. one point, and or it might have been theater history, whatever. Uh, but I remember, like, I did so well on like the first few tests, and like got all the quizzes done. Like, did a video project, right? And like I submitted it, and she's like, "All right, I'll give you a B, or you can go back and retry this for an A." And I looked at her and I was like, I pulled out the syllabus and I was like, all right, based on what I've done so far, as long as I put my name on the final, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get an A in your class. And she's like, what do you mean? And I broke out the math for her in front of the whole class and then said, yeah, I'll just eat the B. It's fine. And she looked at me dumbfounded and just said, all right, like, I guess I'm just not going to see you for the rest of the semester. And that was that. Just stop showing up to that class. And you still got the B. I got the A you in the, the class. A. I got the A in the class, B on the project, but an A in the class overall. Because uh-huh. I was like, look, I only need to hit this number on the final to get an A in your class based on the syllabus that you laid out. So how can this motherfucker look at you and be like, if you show up late, I'm not going to pass you. It's like, I got the highest grade Dude, in your class. this is what bugged me. Dude, it bugged me in high school. I'll tell you this. I had a, I had a global studies teacher who I liked. I'll tell you, his name was Mr. Sims. Uh, he taught, I go to him and I go, Hey, uh, this is like, I had, I've like fucked up a little freshman year and then sophomore year. I was like, I'm going to get on track. And I, I had earned three nineties in classes and I got 85s in all of those classes. And I go to those teachers and they were just like, yeah, you could have done this. And then like, I had one teacher of those three teachers finally go. Like, I literally was like, I was like, here's all, everything you laid out in the beginning of the class, and here's this, and they're just like, look, I just can't do it, two of them. And then the third teacher was a music teacher who was just like, look, I'm going to be honest with you. You're just kind of an asshole. Like, he was just like, he was like, he was like, not that I don't even, he's like, I like you. He's just like, but if I give you a 90 in this class, all of the kids who aren't as smart as you, who sat here and sucked up to me, are going to come in here, this guy's name is Mr. D'Alessandro. In Brooklyn Tech. He goes, all of the kids who sucked up to me for the last six months are going to come in here and ask me why they didn't get a better grade. Because you got a good grade. And he was like, I just don't want to deal with that, and it's my prerogative. And I was like, I wish the first two guys said that to me. 
Well, I mean, that's also, that is his prerogative in the sense that he's a tenured teacher, he can't get fired, and it's high school. Like, yeah. In fuck? high school, you can wait lateness and all sorts of horseshit. They can do whatever the fuck they want. In I'll college, be honest, he disillusioned me, and that's why I became such a ruffian. That was it? I mean, I was trying to do better, Mike. Yeah, but you went into it with the, with the attitude of an asshole. Three out of six classes, I got fucking high grades in. Yeah. But you didn't have the right attitude, so you were clearly already a ruffian. Look, I'm never going to be, like, coming in and be like, I'm going to sit in the front. I don't really like people. You know what I mean? Like, it takes me a while to warm up to a room. Yeah, you're not a tryhard. I'm not a tryhard fucking... Mike, I can't believe you're not just waiting. I can't believe you're not throwing an underground rave for fucking... I actually want to talk about this. When we were filming that sketch, I thought about this the other day. We are filming that sketch with Ryan two weeks ago, and... He's like, he's like, yeah, I want to go to Tulum for fucking New Year's, and fuck, he's like, they're having an eight thousand. He's, like, I was like, I was like, that shit is just open. He's like, he's like, they don't give a shit. They're having an eight thousand person rave, and Justin Silver goes, that's stupid in unison with you going, that's awesome. <laughs> like, um, well, I can't believe you're not throwing an underground rave for I mean, New Year's. What am I own a fucking? I'm gonna go hustle. You can find a place to throw an underground rave. No, I mean, look, it's a dead city. There's not even there's not even eight thousand people here anymore. That's true. There's like three or four people. They're all in the studio. Yeah, it's us and the Legion's Kanks. That's the only people left in New York. Two of those guys live in Jersey. Yeah, and fucking and Jake Flores is still around somehow. Yeah. Um. But so, do you think Joe Biden should be able to be called a doctor? Bro, I think if you went, spent all that money and all that time in school, mm-hmm. right, and you got them letters. I don't give a fuck what you call yourself. I don't care. I really, I honestly don't care, right? Here's what's fucking crazy, because I really thought the guy who wrote the thing, was his name, Epstein? Yeah. Okay. Uh, He was kind of a clown, because he has an honorary doctorate. Right. He's got a Bill Cosby doctorate. Does he call himself doctor? I don't think he does, but even if, if if you don't think somebody should use their doctor, and you accepted an honorary doctorate, you're a jackass. Yeah. I mean, yo, Jill should just come out and be like, sorry you feel that way, Doc. Oh, if she just start, they should have a debate, and he, she just calls him Doc. She just, like, trumps him, like, just like, Doc. All right, Doc, what's up, Doc? Just, yeah. just start going at him. She's like, what a weird Why'd you call me kiddo, Doc? Yeah, kiddo. You call the first lady who has a doctorate kiddo. Yeah, I mean, you know went- who I call kiddo? Men who I want to have a fist fight with. That's it. That's who you call kiddo. <laughs> and women I don't want to fuck. Yeah. And women who... Fat girls who have fucked like a couple of fucking like jacked dudes who are just pussy hounds who act too hot. You go, calm down, kiddo. Like, That's you fair. know what I mean? Like, you, you, know the, you know the type. Like, he's like a, you know, a big yeah. fatso. But like, you know, there's like muscle heads that have so much testosterone going through their brains that all they think about is pussy. And if that's around, they'll fuck them. And then somehow there's like some fat chicks who are really just on, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm sexy. Like, no, bitch. Just dudes will fuck you. It depends. Because I was thinking about this the other day, right? Like, there is this chick. There's an 18-year-old chick who I met on stereo, right? Because I'm, I'm a fucking... What is stereo? It's it's an app we use for a little bit here at Gas Digital. Um, what it what it, what is it? It's uh, it's kind of like chat roulette, but for audio, it's it's just audio in chat roulette. So it's like you start. That's just like the old party lines in the eighties. Kind of go just on an open line and be like, 
That's an AOL chat room? Well, no, because it's, it's you and one other person have a conversation, and then other people can tune into your conversation. Okay. Right? And then they can send in their own audio messages or, like, yeah, I think it's only audio messages they can send in and be like, hey, you know, like, I think this about the topic. The, like, this conversation that we're having, we could be doing it over stereo, mm-hmm. right? And then other people could be listening in and be like, yeah, Harrington's a try-hard faggot, you know? And then... We just whenever they want to talk... Well, no, because they, they pops up and there's a cue and you can be like, okay, let's go to this message from a caller. Right. You mean just a call-in system for... I don't understand what this app is. I'm sure it has a lot of VC funding. Yeah. So, like, the... the... This isn't affecting anybody's money, me talking about this. No. Wait a second. There's another one of these, and I heard that, like, some rappers got in trouble on it. Yeah, and Kevin Hart. What was this? What was party, that one? It was uh, Party something... Kevin, uh, house party is the app. House party, yeah. So, but same- it's just dudes talking. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, a real house party. So I ended up talking to this chick, and some guy just kept sending in audio messages where he was like, he didn't like me. Like I essentially was just negging this chick, and he didn't like it. So I just started calling him a bitch, and it made her pussy wet. And uh, dog, I mean, that was always my go-to move in a bar. I'll tell you this right now: go-to move for a chick in a bar. Is if you're waiting to order and you see, like, if a guy hits on a girl, you just shit on that guy. And then here's how you know she's, like, into you. You just shit on a rando. Like, you just make fun of another rando in the bar. Not, like, to them, but to the girl. Yeah. And if she's still laughing, you're like, all right, good. Now I can, we can have, yeah. Now we're good. Yeah. So I used that same strategy over stereo, not knowing what this chick looks like. She gave me her Instagram. Started talking to her a little bit. Can I see a picture? Uh, yeah, she is, she's, I mean. To the video editor, uh, please edit this. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, she could use the plug. She's a hoe. Um, but it's one of those things where it's like, all right, like I, the reason I brought her up is if I, if I was 18, like if I was in high school with this chick, I'd be like. I always think about, there was this, so here's the thing with this, is there was one chick I knew who used to hang out with all these other girls. And for whatever reason, she had like a sexiness to her. What's, I want to see your face. Well, I mean, who cares what her face looks like? I'm, I didn't, you know. Oh, pussy don't have a face, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I didn't follow her that because is, that of is her a face. a lot of woman. It's a whole lot. I don't know what I would do with that. It's like a dog chasing a car. Yeah, that like, does not seem like a lot. That does not seem appropriate for you. It's not something I could probably handle. But, I mean, come not on Not bad, though. Not it's bad It's just a lot all. of, it's, so it's a natural thing to look at that and be like, all right, I got to I I gotta gotta see what's shot. going on here. Right, so... The reason I brought her up is because if I was, like, in high school with this chick, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, that's... I literally am picturing the girl in my mind who was a plus-size model when I was 18, and we would all call her, like, thunder thighs and be like, yeah, this fucking fat bitch. But it's like, I don't know, me as a 30-something-year-old man, I see a fucking outrageously thick 18-year-old. I'm like, all right. I just don't want to... Yeah, that's the whole thing. That girl's 18. Yeah. So the equivalent of that girl that went to high school with me it's fr- I'm friends with, like literally a similar look. Yeah. Like I'm friends with on Facebook. Right. It's a fucking issue. Oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. It was, in, but it was an issue at like 26. Yeah, it's an issue past like 22. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that'd be a great time, Mike. I'm, I'm not saying not to do that. I agree. What I'm saying is, I don't even know how we got onto the fat chicks who think they're fucking hot. Uh, kiddos. Kiddos. Right. That is the kind right. of girl you call a kiddo. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, like the fat, like a fat, yeah, over 22-year-old. Right. Let's not, let's, like a a fat old lady who thinks she's still hot. 
That's what I'm saying. Like that like, girl was pulling solid. Like, that girl all, was pulling rapper dick at 18. By 23, she's a kiddo. But she. But here's the thing. That girl at 23, because she was pulling rapper dick when she was 18, is acting like big shit still. It's like, bitch, is a reason you're not still pulling rapper dick. Right. You're now washed. All right, kiddo, calm the fuck down. That you don't call Dr. Jill Biden kiddo. It's it's also interesting. He starts it like he progressively gets more disrespectful. Like it, he almost does approach it like a rap beef where he's like, Madam First Lady, Mrs. Biden, Jill. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiddo. Yeah, and it's just it, it was this thing where he's just like, Well, maybe you shouldn't. It was like it's like, and I get that like it is a look. If somebody wants to be called doctor and they're not a medical doctor, it's incredibly patronizing. But For that sure. says something about them. That doesn't mean you can't go by doctor. It just like I think that's like a good thing to have that option. That to me just screams you are insecure about the fact that your doctorate is honorary. Well, it's not an honorary. Do- she doesn't have an honor. No, his is, though. Oh, his is. Like, if you're shitting on somebody else for using the doctor title, it's like, it's because you know it would be a sham if you did it. I mean, Bill Cosby did it, and he was really just a pharmacist. <laughs> Solid joke. You hear You hear it? He's not showering? Dude, that was what every kid said they would do in prison if they, to not get raped. Like, did you ever have this conversation when you were like thirteen? No, I didn't even process prison rape until I saw I saw the show Boondocks. Like, it didn't process for me. That's why people are so afraid of prison until I saw the the show Boondocks. You're a sheltered man, clearly. So, My dad was a cop. I knew I wasn't ever going to jail. I'll tell you a story after the show. Um, <laughs> it, but every kid was just like, yeah, you just what you gotta do is just not wipe your ass. And then they not gonna want it, and I remember like an, we were all say that, and like somebody's older cousin was like, "That's probably just lube for him. <laughs> like you're in prison," Ugh. and we were all just like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like I remember like our worlds were shattered, <laughs> like Ugh. like a, like a twenty year old like older cousin when we were like you know eleven, twelve, whatever. Just like he's like, "Yeah, you just don't wash your asshole, and then they can't fuck it," and he's like, he's like. That's probably just making it easier for him to fuck you because your ass will have, like, more gushy shit on it. I don't like this conversation one bit. Not one bit, sir. And, like, our worlds were shattered, Mike. (laughs) Shattered. Mine is just thinking about it. Just how smelly that must be. Just to fucking forcibly enter a man with a shit-filled asshole. Yeah. Well, to be fair, we were all boys at the time. You yeah. just got you just got shit and semen and terror. That's a fucking <laughs> and in then, like a ten by you, eight cell. That is yeah, right. And you can't shower for eighteen more hours. <sighs> There's so much blood. So you're just gonna get sepsis. What are you gonna do? I I don't kill yourself. That's what you're, you're gonna do. It's true. Um, but yeah, I that's a, that was my main thought on that. The whole thing was just like. She probably shouldn't be calling herself a doctor because it is kind of a douche move. But certainly somebody shouldn't tell her she can't call herself a doctor. Certainly not an honorary doctor. Certainly not an honorary who works for the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, dog, what are you doing? You're a bitch. All right, let's move on. We got to, uh, I got a quick update. 
on the county committee. Are you excited? Mr. County Committee, man. How I'm could a, I not be? All right, so we talked about it. and then you're, ha- you're the most powerful politician I know personally. Yeah. There, so there was an adjournment. I didn't like your little uh, thing about politicians that you put on Twitter, by the way. Well, I mean, Chris, as somebody who's now in the political machine, uh-huh. can you tell me, are any of the people who work on a county committee essential employees? Essentially... I don't know what we do still. <laughs> we had a, I had a second 12-hour county committee meeting. <laughs> I don't know. Mike, let me tell you something. It was a different lady. I jumped right in the chat as soon as I jumped on this thing. And I go in the chat, not the q and I'll get to the Q&A in a second. There's a black lady running the thing. She's the acting chair of the county committee for the Brooklyn Democrats. Because you don't have a real chair. But you remember that was vacated last in last week's episode. It was not vacated because that meeting was adjourned. So technically, acting chair Carlos Cicero would be the acting chair now. And I get there, Carlo, and I just jump into chat as soon as I enter the meeting. I just jump in the chat. I was like, "Did Carlo quit because he hates himself?" And you just see somebody go, oh, somebody asked about this, like, in the outside. And this lady goes, is it in the Q&A? And then she looks, and she laughs and goes, I'm not answering that. <laughs> like, <laughs> on the Zoom. <laughs> so she did. She's got a sense like, of humor. As Yeah, as soon as I got in there, she was, yeah, she was a much more even-keeled person. I don't even I'm remember I'm surprised the rest of your meeting didn't go better. Oh, my God. Did it go off the fucking rails? Um, so this is going on and it's just, so I opened the Q and a box because apparently there's a lot of debate going on. And so what they have is they have, they brought in a, uh, professional certified parliamentarian. Now what? Yeah. I didn't have any sort of idea what that is. So a parliamentarian is just a person who tells people how they're wrong about anything they're saying. So they bring in an independent parliamentarian who's certified in things like Robert's Rules of Order, which I just found out is a thing. Who's Robert? I don't know. Um, uh, it sounded... It, right, like Robert, Doesn't Robert Rules of Order sounds like a way you order a cheesesteak? If you don't order the way Robert likes, you're not getting your goddamn cheesesteak. Yeah, let me get a Robert Rules, but uh, put some of that Chipotle sauce on it. No, you know Robert's Rules. You say the meat, then the cheese, and then with or without onions. If you say it out of order, Robert's going to throw you the fuck out of here. <laughs> Robert's Rules of Order are apparently the most widespread uh, parliamentary rules for anything. There's just a lot of precedent. So apparently a parliamentarian... I mean, this was written in 1837. Baller shit, dog. So they were probably eating, like, eel pie. Wait, no, hold up. I'm looking at this now. Author, right, was General Henry M. Robert and Sarah Corbin Robert, uh, the general. Dr. Sarah he- Corbin Robert. I would assume. There's three Roberts in here. And one, one, I mean, one died in 1923, the other one born in 1920. I feel like this is, a, this is like, a real, it's a real incestuous thing where it's, like, you know, like. There's a lot of Roberts. Like Trump passing on to John Jr. I'm going to tell you this. You want to know what the parliamentarian's name is? Rob Robinson. What? His name was Rob Robinson. 
And he's the one who's in charge of ensuring Robert's rules are... Rob Robinson. <laughs> I mean, look, if you're going to have one person enforce Robert's rules... Rob Robinson is the guy. <laughs> what a fucking crazy thing. Dude, so we're in this fucking meeting. And the, the he goes, look, uh, you guys had violated the law by calling an adjournment. It was actually a recess. So it changes the whole thing. And your last thing doesn't count. And I'm just like, I don't know this. So basically, the whole meeting was washed in the last thing. Um, and then we're sitting there. There's this argument. There's this thing to now enforce Robert's rules of order instead of the old rules. And then, which was the new rules that we voted on, which are the same. So have to do a whole vote. It's Robert's rules of order get instated in the county committee. So he's like, all right, so now we're doing this. This guy's an expert in this. This should go fine. Obviously, right? you have Rob Robinson to make sure Robert's rules are being followed. So yeah, now it's going to be fucking fine. Now, I found out that you could click anonymous and enter the Q&A for the county committee. So where in Robert's rules do they cover uh, anonymous people in a Zoom meeting? They don't because it was written in the 1800s, right? So um, here's the thing. Uh so I come in and go, what we really should do, we should decide uh, all of the rules based on ECW anarchy rules for Dreamcast. We should have a tournament, and that's how we should do it. ECW anarchy rules is definitely the way to do this. That's the video game uh, with the Sandman's on the cover of the CD, right? That's really government, as far as I'm concerned. Tell you right now, Robert probably never had to deal with the Sandman. I'll tell you this right now. Robert get caned in his fucking face if the Sandman was there. I don't care if you're a fucking general in fucking Revolutionary War. We got a musket, axe handle, bitch. That's how we do it. Right, yeah. Robert's I've never seen a single general stand up to a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire. No, never, never. You can't do it. It's not possible, Mike. It's, it's, it's a general's kryptonite. So, if the Germans had that, Patton would have been fucked on D-Day. Dude, if... If the Germans had that, and then they were on a balcony, and they jumped off and smashed a dude in the face with that shit, it'd be fucking a wrap. Look, so now we're using Robert's Rules of Order in this county committee meeting over Zoom. It's fuck, they, they, they completely didn't acknowledge my suggestion to decide all decisions based on tournaments of ECW Anarchy Rules for Dreamcast. Which is bullshit, because so, I, ha I have a Dreamcast. I have, I, I have, I'll bring it to the meeting. I don't give a fuck. We just do that. But it's like, and then I'm just like... Fucking short-sighted bureaucracy. So now I'm getting dejected. So I just started I just started entering points of orders into this meeting via Zoom Q&A. And I'm like, point of order, let's get a pizza. Nobody was thinking that was funny. Nobody thought that was funny. Even the chick who was reading the Q&As and laughing silently? Dude, people were not paying attention to my... I was fucking in there just like... When he was just like, I'm a parliament, I'm a parliamentarian, I'm impartial. I was like, my mom was a parliamentarian. She smoked two packs of parliaments a day. Nothing, nothing from these people. They are humorless people. I mean, did you did you even think about uh, invoking the Parliament Funkadelics rule? Yeah, that's true, dude. At one point, so they, all they were saying was this was a sham. So the people that. Got me elected, which was that, that organization, Rep Your Block. Yeah, that four-block radius of people that got you elected. Dude. That four-person block of people that got you elected, I no, should no, say. No, no, th those are my constituents. The, the organization that got me involved in politics is called Rep Your Block, uh, the New Kings Democrats or whatever. And so they're all arguing. Apparently, there's three factions within the Brooklyn County Committee. 
wait, they have factions and they're not down with anarchy rules? Dude, that's what I'm saying. Bro, yeah, what if you just start threat. the NWO faction? Oh. Then somebody's got to start the Wolfpack faction. Before you know it, the LWO is going to pop up. Dude, anarchy rules. Anarchy rules, dog. That was WCW. Um, but so we're in there. We're in this fucking meeting, this dumb, stupid meeting that still finally we decide on the rules that we're going to have this meeting on. Then we start voting on the people that are going to represent the county committee. We haven't done any policy stuff still yet. This is like hour 15, right? And so we're, we're there and then they start voting on people. And then I just get a text message. Like, we're storming out of this meeting and starting our own Zoom meeting. Wait, really? Yes. So they are okay with anarchy rules. They're so super okay with anarchy rules. So I jump into the other Zoom meeting, right? Um, Wait, you bounce between Zoom meetings? I had two, I had one on my phone and one on the computer. Is that? I was muting. Is that within Robert's rules? I, I don't think it's covered because it's, it was a, it's, a little, it's a little old for what, what it was. You know, so they didn't really have it. Robert's rules of order didn't really understand what we're doing. Do you need to go with some of that? No, I'm totally locked into this. Right. Jesus, why are you so insecure? He's yelling in your face. Yeah, obviously, but I'm a, I'm focused on you in this show. All right, All right look. So, uh, we're in there. Anarchy rules is not going on, but I got this thing going on, and they're just like, we're gonna just elect our own board and this and that. And I'm like, and then we what we'll do is we'll let them know that this is what we did, and it's like. You guys realize that like, none of us have any actual power. We're all just people on Zoom. And we, like, they're all acting like, like, they're all acting as if uh, this matters. And we, 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 then they just elected officials that will be district leaders over the course of the next 10 hours. Once these, once the, all the rabble rousers started their own Zoom meeting, then shit got done. But literally still no policy. Zero policy. So those people who left, their vote just doesn't matter? Yep. Unless they... You just don't get to vote. Unless their then pirate Zoom meeting becomes the ruling. Yeah, I, I guess we're seceding. Are you in the seceding party or... I'll be honest, they got me involved, but they're such nonsense. Dude... You gotta stick with who took you to the dance. Now, have you seen... I asked you to pull up a picture of Rob Robinson. Um... They call at one point they called him a white nationalist. Well, they said that it was a white nationalist meeting, and we had to shut it down. Yeah, clearly. I mean, this guy definitely seems like he's starting a white well, nationalist. Just pull it up on the monitor, please. Now, I don't think you needed to know that Rob Robinson was a black man when I said his name was Rob Robinson. But this picture, if you're watching a video of this, uh, they literally called this guy. With like, it's just, this is the blackest guy I've ever seen. I mean, he's, he's, he's one step short of wearing, you know, the, the black glove on the Olympic podium. This is what I'm saying. He's like, he's like, he's like almost like nation of Islam. He's like, looks like a churchy black guy. Like, he's like very, dude, like he I was went, definitely standing next to Farouk in the so nation let, let of domination. Throw, let me throw this out there. I tried to get him on the show. Found out. So I didn't know what a parliamentarian was until I Googled it during this meeting, right? Found out. Uh, this guy's a parliamentarian, and I was like, wow, I wish I would have learned about this in high school. Then I Google him, go to his Facebook page. He's uh, a white nationalist. No, went to my high school, so I probably could have found out what a parliamentarian was. How old is this guy? He's young. I think he's younger than me. 
and he's doing that good. Like, you could have been bullying him in school. I easily would have bullied this guy in school. And now he's running your meetings. I guess he's in charge. He's I mean, the independent parliamentarian. Sounds like a guy who would sit up at the front of the class and, you know. I'm just saying. It, it just, it was just such a fucking crazy. Dude, this dude gave a whole fucking. Can you get me a beer? I, I don't know why I whispered. Yeah, why would you do that? This this show is about drinking beers. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, I don't know why he would even say. Fuck it. He he got on the mic. Somebody thre- apparently somebody was threatening Rob Robinson on his personal email. They were like, "Look," and he he literally said he had to file a police report, Mike, because somebody threatened him on his personal email. This is how crazy some of these like weird Brooklyn progressives are. They literally are threatening an independent par- like. First of all, the term independent parliamentarian, he literally gets on. He got on. He's like, I'm not supposed to talk. But the level of discourse in this meeting, he's not supposed to talk. But he's like, I just need to let everybody know. So somebody called him a white nationalist, right? After he said that? No, before. Before he showed his face. Oh, that's beautiful. That so, is. So somebody goes, just fucking we need to deal with the white nationalism in this meeting. Because people were accusing him of being in the pocket of Kings County Democrats. I don't even know these factions. Dude, I've watched five hours of this TV show. I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I've watched two long episodes. <laughs> of the, the lowest level of House of Cards? Dude, I yeah. It's just House of Sharks. I don't know what is happening in this. And so, again, all we did was vote on officials. So now in six months, maybe, maybe there'll be a policy. But so, yeah, so Rob Robinson, he goes, he goes, just so you know, uh, I'm a certified, I've worked my entire life to become a certified parliamentarian. I've never seen anything like this. I literally, he goes, this person, he said the guy's name. It was like Josh something. Who's like, he was like, you sent me an email threatening my life to my work email. Just so you know, that has been forwarded to detectives. You were like, he was like, he was like furthermore, to the people in the chat that are being abusive, I am not a white nationalist. And then he opened his camera? No, no. That's when the, it was after the camera. He, like the, he no. just, he just, he didn't have the, look, Rob Robinson didn't have the dr- dramatic effect ready, but how the fuck did you not realize Rob Rob? First of all, the lady running the meeting was a black lady. And then it was like, it's just like, oh, we really, I literally like texted the lady from Rep Your Block. I go, who's a white nationalist? She's like, I don't know what he's talking about. What was that? I accidentally hit print screen. Oh. So to be clear. You just want that picture of Rob Robinson? Yeah, later? obviously. Uh, Rob Robinson, parliamentarian. Uh, if you type in Rob Robinson into Google, the second auto, the thing, the second thing that auto populates is parliamentarian, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to click it and see if any images come up. Yup, all of them, including, by the way, from brooklynpaper.com, <laughs> the screenshot that you, the same one that you posted. Oh, the one from my Twitter? Uh, it might be. I Let don't me know. See. Let's see. I mean, this is... Oh, sorry. Here. 
It'd be great if BrooklynPaper.com was just covering <laughs> using my you as a source. Yeah, we got a man on the in- sources on the inside say <laughs> they rejected the proposal to use ECW's anarchy rules. Hold on. <laughs> to be fair, they definitely just found my shit on Twitter and fucking cropped out my fucking at. That's fuck. Yo, BrooklynPaper.com. We have podcast war. Official podcast war with BrooklynPaper.com. What is BrooklynPaper.com? I we have beef with them. I don't know who they are. I will fight their editor in chief at Shankfest, which is my event, which is a <laughs> knife fighting event. That also we sell Osobuco. Shankfest.com. Do you know what Osobuco is, Mike? I'd say liquor of some kind. Nope. Google Osobuco. Oh wait, is that like uh, is shitty veal- couscous? No, it's veal shank. You stupid idiot. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew so- you'd be interested once I told you what it really was. Yeah. Alex just told me uh, her dad called Christmas the shank of 2020 because it's the best part. That's the most Italian possible. <laughs> right? Right. How cute is that? Oh, it's adorable. Now who's a tryhard? Alex's dad. Alex's dad. Alex's dad is like you if you were good. I mean, I wish. So that was my county committee meeting. So we can move on for a second. I mean, second time. You still, you still, you still taking it. Third time, and I was quicker on the second one. All right, all right, all right, all right. Look, uh, I did. I thought there was still a lot more meat on the shank with, uh, with this uh, thing. So you know, the county committee, dude. I mean, literally, just the fact that it auto-populated to parliamentarian in the second thing, and then I image searched it. Right? No one did their due diligence before throwing out white nationalist, dude. I come on. Didn't now. even get, dude. I literally like, like I said, I texted somebody, and I go. Is this guy trolling but not being obvious the way I am? <laughs> like, like I was just clearly not respecting the meeting. You know what I mean? Like, like I literally was just like, point of order, let's get a pizza. Point of order, not from DeForest, they take too long, let's call Lenny's. <laughs> like, I was just putting shit like that in there. Like, I mean, like, To be fair, that is what I want my Brooklyn politicians to be arguing about. Yeah, that... Honestly, more productive than anything in the 74 hours of Brooklyn County Committee meetings I've been in. But, um, yeah, it's just, dude, I'm trying to get Rob Robinson on the show, and I want him to just be like, I have never seen anything like this. My brother. (laughs) I'm like, look, dude, I'll tell you this. I don't dig on swine or whatever. And he'll be like, look, I guarantee you he will be like, I have never. I want to get him on the show to be like, these people got me involved and like they're texting me and be like, how fucking awful are these hipsters? And just like, cause he's a Brooklyn guy. And I just want to, I kind of just want to talk to him. I'm going to, I'm going to follow up. I hope he comes on. Dude, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like I, I literally would love to meet white nationalist, Rob Robinson. <laughs> Dude, imagine they, imagine white nationalists got Rob Robinson on their side. They'd be he, unstoppable. Dude. If they had Robert's rules, you know how far you know how far Robert's the Nazis rules, would have gone with Robert's rules? It's like the infinity gauntlet of fucking segregation. I mean, there's really no arguing there. But we did play the Thundercats bump, so. Oh, uh, we need to move on. All right, so I my note just says, my notes just say Nashville hot chicken. Because <laughs> there's some hot chicken down in Nashville. Here's why I call it, say it's Nashville hot chicken. So there's an explosion mm-hmm. in Nashville. Yes. Uh. So that's hot. That is pretty hot. But the guy, mm-hmm. he played a message out of the loudspeaker of this van- RV. 
First of all, everybody's like, oh, we don't know what he's going to be. Is he going to be a white guy or a Muslim guy or whatever? It's like, for, you know, for like two days, nobody knew who this guy was. They didn't huh? announce who he was. It's like, it's an RV. It's a white guy. That's it. It was an RV exploded in Nashville. And, but there was a loudspeaker that said, this RV will explode in 15 minutes. Did you know that part? No, I mean, this guy had a Mission Impossible fucking, this van will self-destruct. <laughs> Dog. Let me, let's make this sound, let's make this sound, Mike. For 15 minutes. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> fucking figured out in 15 minutes how to not get this RV to explode. I didn't even think the cops got there yet. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's red wire, green wire. They kind of all... It's always the red wire. It was Christmas time. You don't know which one to click. Oh, my God. That's so genius, Mike. Because <laughs> the Nashville hot chicken also has pickles on top, so it's red and green also. Pretty solid, dude. Oh, man. It's fucking got... So many levels. There's so many levels to this conspiracy theory <laughs> about this man who's clearly just... What's his name? Anthony Warner? I don't know, but uh, I got a picture of him. Yeah, let's take a look. Hold on. Give me one second. I, gotta... I believe his name is Anthony Warner. It's going to take me a second to pull this back up because I got distracted by, not distracted by, but I went to, um, I clicked on something else because uh, I wanted to see the, um, I wanted to see this video of the the mayor of Nashville reacting to the bombing, which is just so delightful. Oh my God, I can't tell who he looks like, but it's right on the fucking tip of my tongue. Tell me, who does this guy look like? Holy shit. He looks like, oh, he looks like David Lee Roth. A bit, yeah. All right. Anthony Quinn Warner. Warner. So this, Warner? you know what this feels like to me? It feels like a killdozer or the guy who dr- flew the plane into the IRS building. In, was that Arizona? I don't know. It was a small plane. It did no damage and killed no people. Except the guy flying? Hey, yeah, it killed that guy. <laughs> I mean, you know, mission accomplished, dude. I guarantee that guy's not paying any more taxes. And he had a manifesto about how the IRS had fucked him, and the killdozer situation was all about how the town had fucked him, and really these people are just fuck-ups. I guarantee, so this was like, but this might have been a Trump-related thing. That's what they're kind of saying, right? Like, So I saw some weird conspiracy theory shit on the internet. It's all very, like, super loose. It's, like, funny to watch a conspiracy come together falsely in real time. So the AT&T building, they're like, AT&T, they're like, some sort of Soros, right? And then it's just like, it's like, well, no, I found out that the, uh, what was that uh, voting company? The voting machine company? Dominion? Yeah. The Dominion machines were on their way there today. It's like, so you think this guy blew up the Dominion machines? Yeah, I mean, after, like, to, to stop the real votes from being counted? Th- that Because that's why people do things. Yeah. We think this guy's a pro-Biden terrorist? I mean, you know, if you've been under the 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 thumb, uh, the under the heel of the Trump regime for the last four years, you know, and you think in this Nashville, is... in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a pro Biden terrorist. Bubba, I mean, I look <laughs> a pro Biden terrorist in it's... Nashville, Tennessee. What is that? I mean, I'm grasping at the straws of people grasping at straws. This is like a guy wearing water wings with a suicide vest. That's what a pro Biden. 
<laughs> it's not. It's not a real thing. No. This guy's just a crazy person. They haven't found him though, right? What they found his body parts. Oh, in the van. In the van. Yeah. But they haven't found a motive. I mean, fucking AT and T, dude. They were charging him too much for over data. Dude, I'll tell you this right now, man. I have AT and T, and it sucks. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> you ever been so mad at your service? But I'll tell you this. There's no way I put the message in the loudspeaker to everybody vacate. Because I'm killing at least... If I kill one AT&T employee when I blow up my RV, it'll be worth it. I mean, maybe maybe it was one of those things where like it was supposed to go off like immediately, but he couldn't get the signal right because he had the AT&T phone. So he, he was just like, all right, we're on a 15 minute delay because of fucking AT&T. Dude, I'll tell you this. I was working out in the park earlier, and I had a podcast keep chopping up. It's though I mean, I was. It just, makes you so mad you want to blow up your RV. I literally just wanted to take my RV, <laughs> drive it down to Nashville, <laughs> and finish Anthony Warner's job because he couldn't get it fucking done. He had 15 minutes <laughs> to blow up the fucking building. Clearly, nobody was doing anything. Let me see this mayor shit. My man put the TNT in AT and T. That's a Mike Rainey joke. Speaking of Mike Rainey, he he cued me onto this, uh, which I just you need to watch this. My man is killing it. Everything and make sure that you know this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, the, the dramatic thing. Pause, pause, <laughs> pause, motherfucker! A van just exploded in your city. Yeah. First of all. Not windbreaker. It's not. It's, this is not a windbreaker event, sir. Why are you wearing a fucking? He looks no, like unless you got an ATF windbreaker. He's going to a minor. It looks like he's going to a minor league baseball game as a fan. No, he was going to throw out the first pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. But like, it's just like, dude. He's just like, oh, is that ah? Who the fuck lightly treads on explosion? Just what? chuckling at it. Yeah, just like, I hope this isn't the only... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. I ate a bunch of that Nashville hot chicken last night. I might, <laughs> there might be an explosion in the bowl. Yeah, <laughs> 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 my man is just... Here's the thing. I, I feel bad, right? Because this guy looks like he is like me and loves Christmas. Put it, put it back. <laughs> right? <laughs> just watch it again. John I just want to watch it. Can we just watch it again, please? Everything and make sure that, you know, this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. <laughs> you know what that laugh is? That is the laugh of a man who realizes there is no one his joke will last with. No. And it's like, dude, everything about him just looks like, man, I love Christmas. I just want to be hanging out with like... Just play, just play it one more time. Just play it one more time. Everything and make sure that, you know, this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. <laughs> Uh. (laughs) It gets better every time, dude Because it's also like He drops into this weird like Australian accent almost Where he's like, in Nashville today? I I want this as a drop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pull back, let's just watch one more time Is this just going to be the rest of the show? It's so funny (laughs) I'm so glad I brought this Make sure that, you know, this is the only explosion That's going to happen in Nashville today (laughs) <laughs> I want it with a laugh and everything. I love the laugh is my favorite. The fact that he said that, and then he was just like, "If I laugh, this is what this is what I'm getting now. If I laugh, 
it'll put them at ease. Because he really, he said that as a joke, right? And he assumed that they'll laugh, right? And then he goes, oh, wait. People might be worried that there'll be another explosion in Nashville today. There was just an explosion <laughs> in Nashville today on Christmas. And he's looking like this. And he goes, yeah, and he goes, Hey, you know what? Let me do a couple of chuckles. Let's let's do it again. Let's just, so no, 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 hold on. Let's let's build it. Let's build. Let's build attention. So you're the mayor of Nashville. You're a tryhard douche, right? You got your kids around. You got some. You got, you've got the fucking brightest Christmas sweater faggotry on money can buy, right? You got gingerbread fucking candy cane cookies. You got all sorts of shit going on in your house. You probably got a fucking. You got three different meats because you you have a real feast. And you you got your kids. They've they they've got they've all got Nintendo Switches. They got fucking PS fives. Everything, the whole nine tinsel all over the fucking place. You get the call, Mister Mayor. There's been an explosion. Get your nicest windbreaker. Get down here. Get down to the front of this elementary school and give it and give an address. And you say. Thing and make sure that you know this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. <laughs> and, uh, uh, <laughs> I've had a little leg knock. Uh, <laughs> s- sorry. <laughs> they just like, what the fuck, dude? It's perfect. It's just so perfect. It's, dude. All, it's also just like, how much of a. I've never been in Nashville, but like the idea that a terrorist, a domestic terrorist, would blow up a van after politely telling people to evacuate the area, and then a mayor would chuckle about it being the is exactly it's it's like Porky's meets Die Hard. <laughs> and it's just dude, look at him, dude. Just look at this fucking smile, man. He's just so, like, he really thought that was going to go over. He really thought that was going to go was over. Like, am the I the only one that thinks this is hilarious? Dude, I'll be honest, though. I kind of commiserate. As somebody yeah. who is the only person who thought me doing Donald Duck voice as <laughs> Donald Trump Jr. died of COVID <laughs> was funny, me and you were the only two people that thought that was funny because people are pretty upset about it. Like, it's like, I commiserate with this man who's just like, it's just like, yeah, like, I mean, first of all, it must have taken a lot of straight face to not go, well, at least he had the decency to tell everybody to leave. <laughs> like, because there's no way I could hear the details of what happened, know that nobody died, and not make a joke also. Of course. Like, so yeah, wait, the only one died is the guy who fucking planted the bomb. Yeah. Everybody wins. We don't even have to look for the guy. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's like, wait, he's in the thing? He clearly has no friends. He's got an RV. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he can do this again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're not worried. I mean, look. Nashville. We've had one bombing in, you know, 200 years. And the guy who did it, his body parts are strewn across the street. Chances are we're not getting another one today. Just saying. Lighten up, guys. I want to go fucking have Christmas with my family. I prefer my hot chicken boneless. Okay. I mean, that. if he had said that. I don't think I don't think there's I, I think you're gonna see the camera shaking because the cameraman is belly laughing. 
If he said, I mean, I'd prefer my Nashville hot boneless anyway, you would have literally, the guy might have dropped the camera from laughing. Dude, I just, it is kind of, it's just, a, it, this is the silliest. I just watched that Killdozer documentary that's on, first of all, I recommend it. Tread on Netflix is pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I've every, I mean, I was waiting for, because I'm praying Chris Wood covers it on oral presentations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I'm going to get my news from anywhere, I would like to go into the, if, if I'm getting my news from Chris Wood, I want to go in knowing as little about the subjects as possible, because that man just has a beautiful way of explaining things to dumb guys. Okay. Well, you are a dumb guy. I'm a very dumb guy. Um, but yeah, I do intend on watching it if he decides not to do that topic. Um, yeah, so Killdozer, uh, the Killdozer documentary is pretty good. And that guy, I want. I can't wait. I love a good manifesto. Like when that Who guy, doesn't? like, first of all, I felt bad for Candace Owens when she got mentioned in the same uh, manifesto as Spyro the Dragon. And th- But then it was also like, what was that guy, Black Rambo? was the guy who was just like, and I agree with Larry David about how you have to put your thermostat at 73 degrees. That that was a big one. Tegazinski had a good manifesto. Did he? Yeah. He just didn't, it's just insane ramblings. All right. I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, when I think about shit like that, right, like, I think of, like, Hunter S. Thompson's suicide note, mm-hmm. right? Hunter S. Thompson, one of the greatest writers of a generation, right? Didn't he just say, like, I'm out back? No, it was like it was like a page. I remember I was in London when uh, when it happened, and like I remember I was pretty, that was that was one that pretty that made me very sad. Yeah, right. Me too. And I barely knew his work at that point. I just oh, knew. Right. It was about nine eleven. Right. Was it? It was like partially. I don't. I mean, I just remember. It or was being, that his last piece? I don't know. I just remember it being a thing where it's like, you know, uh, no more games, no more bombs, no more walk, no more fun, no more swimming. Sixty seven. That is seventeen years past fifty. Seventeen more than I needed or wanted. Boring. I'm always bitchy. No fun for anybody. 67, you're getting greedy. Act your old age. Relax. This won't hurt. That was that. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, I, I remember it's thinking... way better than you have 15 minutes to evacuate. <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson was a guy who had uh, a way with words. You ever read... Um, like, you know, obviously, like, Hunter S. Thompson just made shit up. He wasn't real. Like, at points. Well, I mean... Was it made up, or was he just on enough mescaline that he believed it happened? You ever read the thing about Clarence Thomas? What? When Clarence Thomas got uh, in the Supreme Court, Hunter S. Thompson wrote a piece for Rolling Stone that is might be my favorite piece of fucking literature. Like, it's just about him and Clarence Thomas on drugs fucking hookers in Vegas. And there's no way it's true. Fear and Loathing in Elko? Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like Elko, Nevada. So, dude, I read that a few years ago, and I was just like, this is the crazy... There's no way this is... There's no way that this guy, who was a judge at the time, just was like, yeah, you're the Fear and Loathing guy. Let's get hammered. And then did what... Like, I... That's... I'll be honest. Like, we should start doing some reading recommendations. Fear and Loathing in Elko... You can Google it. It's still on Rolling Stone's website, correct? Yeah, and it's free. Yeah, just go read it for free. It's fucking fantastic. Point, counterpoint. Uh-huh. Okay. If you're... You think Clarence Thomas actually got all fucked up with Hunter S. Thompson and fucked a bunch of hookers and killed one? Okay, so my point, mm-hmm. right, but point, counterpoint here, is uh, once you're at that level of I'm unfucking touchable It was before he was on the Supreme Court. Doesn't matter. 
right? You're still that high up in the government. You're on fucking touch. If you're being looked at for the Supreme Court, you're unfucking touchable, right? So at a certain point, you got to see like, all right, how far can I push this? I feel like it's just in fucking will, grain, dude. Here, here's why I disagree with you. There are literal fucking millionaires that instead of being fucking wild as fuck are on Cameo trying to make another 40 bucks. Like, you know what I mean? There's yeah, because they have money, not power. There's a level of untouchable when you have... J- Johnny Damon's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Sure, but he doesn't have Bezos money. You need Bezos money to be as powerful as a Supreme Court justice. And Clarence Thomas wasn't a Supreme Court justice. Yet. However, he was still in that upper echelon. I guess if you're a federal court judge in a small area, that's a lot of power. And you're like, oh, I can go have the best weekend of partying ever. No, this was, you got to read the piece. Because it's literally just like Hunter S. Thompson went to cover him. And he was just like, we got to go do some shit. Okay. Well, no, I mean... And I just don't buy it. Maybe. I don't buy it. Okay. I'm going to read it. Hold on, hold on. Let's find a man who's untouchable. I would say that the mayor of Nashville, Tennessee, is an untouchable man. No. Let's take a look at what he's doing (laughs) for fun. Fuck, dude. I already closed it. You're the worst. I'm sorry. I didn't know you were going to keep going back to it. Of course I am. And make sure that, you know, this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. (laughs) That man is untouchable. That is the political elite of the United States. Well, I'll tell you right now, maybe not anymore, because that video has uh, two million views. Uh, And by the time we're done with the show, it will have... I'll vote for him for president <laughs> in four years. No problem. Ugh. No, if he, I'll be honest. If he runs, I will vote for him. Like, yeah, you're going to be the only. It's you and me. No, no, no. no. At least seven billion people listen to this show. <laughs> At least. Uh, so he's going to get a lot of votes. All right, like he's going to do fine. That guy, he just runs on that. If he just runs on. I handled it better than Giuliani, I'll be honest. Like, I've handled the pressure over the last few years better than Giuliani did after 9-11. Like, if he just does it. I mean, look, there was a terrorist attack in New York, right? Mm-hmm. There was a terrorist attack in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one of those guys was strong enough to laugh through the pain? That's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you're going to see John Cooper, mayor of Nashville, Tennessee, fucking, uh, quote-unquote, tucking his shirt in in a Borat sequel and fucking... 20 no. years. No. I, I just don't see it. No. So, you know. He's I, got my vote. Yeah. I mean, look, Borat's probably going to be dead. Cassex, they don't have a long life expectancy. Yeah, but, you know, he keeps coming over to America and getting good health care, so. You're right, you're right. All right, we need to move on. Pick a good one, because we only have time for one more segment if you want this out by midnight. Oh, no! Uh, We only have one more segment that I planned. Okay, what is it? Um, uh, Cuomo has an aide. Cuomo has aides. Cuomo has aides. He has a lot we of. We have aids. to talk about Cuomo. I have to talk. Oh, about South Cuomo. Park already did that joke. My bad. Yeah. Sorry. Cuomo. Uh, so somebody got hit with a brick. Yeah. Is that uh hot tits? 
that we talked about last week, right? No, actually, that was my mom's first thing, too. She was like, I wonder if it's the one who's fucking accusing him of harassment. I was oh. like, no, she's not an aide anymore. She uh, She's running for borough president. Yeah. My borough president. <laughs> that's my borough president, dog. That's that's my borough president. <laughs> she's like Julianne Moore, but kind of hotter. She's got that fucking... Julianne Moore in uh, in uh, Boogie Nights. I think even earlier. Huh? A younger Julianne Moore. That Julianne Moore was perfect. She's pretty hot in that. I mean, come on. Those Do big... you see that? You know, it was an underrated Julianne Moore movie just before we get into this because, like, I feel like nobody saw this. Evolution? N- no. I was going to say Blindness. You ever see Blindness? No. You ever saw Blindness? No. It's a plague movie, but everybody in the world goes blind except Julianne Moore. Hmm. Okay. I'll tell you this right now. That movie, it just got some like really bizarre visuals. It's like a zombie movie, but instead of everybody becoming zombies, they just like imagine like everybody in the world went blind at the same time and like the disorder that would cause. It's like a it's it's honestly an underrated movie and like it didn't do well, but it was just like a cool concept. And I think I'm going to throw that out there. Go check out the movie Blindness with Julianne Moore. She looks pretty good in it. I'd fuck her. Who is she in The Hand That Rocks they the Cradle? They all bowed at a freckles. <laughs> um, she was also pretty hot getting railed out by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, she was. She was in Don John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That movie was all right. It, it got, was... like, really bad reviews. Yeah. And I was like, man, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they wanted, I guess, 500 days of summer, but for the Jim Tan Laundry generation. And He's it was... not. He wasn't the right guy for the part. He no. did a good job. Yeah. Because he's a good actor, but he didn't have the right look for the part. No. I mean, I just don't buy that guy ever being like, nah, I'm done fucking ScarJo. It's like, come on now. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, Cuomo has a new aide, and she got hit with a brick. Yep. Was it he? Uh, a dude did it. A homeless man did it. Did they know it was a Cuomo aide? Uh, oh, it was a her. It was a female Cuomo oh, aide. Fifty-one-year-old Lisa Cavanaugh. Fifty-one-year-old lady got hit with a brick. Yeah, I have the video of him apparently charging down the street with it. He was just very mad that they discontinued McDonald's breakfast all day because of COVID. I mean, to be fair, he blames Cuomo. Fucking Cuomo, man. Let me see this video. No, it's not muted. Right? So there's the guy with the cinder block, and he is just fucking creeping behind Jesus her. Christ! That is terrifying, dude. He was just marching for a minute. Oh, shit! Is she dead? Nah. Uh, da, 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 da. The attacker left... Uh, her unconscious with a two-inch deep wound. She needed stitches, according to the report, and she is expected to survive. Lisa is a valuable member of the team. Is the next thing. That's what you know. You know, Mike. You're a misogynist. You know. You didn't say that part. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you know, senior advisor Richard as the party is the one who came out and said that. I'm not hearing from Cuomo on this. You know, if Cuomo was the one giving the quote, Cuomo's I might like, I it. can't talk about broads anymore. They told me that once that that fucking stupid fucking Mick Hua said that I grabbed her titty. First of all, this is a fire Cuomo that I'm just channeling all of a sudden. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to this shot. Just give me like deep into the camera and do it. Listen. 
listen, once that hua said that I grabbed her, I, I don't know. Look, Lisa was valuable to the team. But I'll tell you, she got hit with a brick in a head. And that's terrible. But she wasn't wearing a mask in the video. And that was the real, maybe this home, because you know the homeless population has been ravaged by COVID-19. And I'll say this. Lisa should have been wearing, she wasn't social distanced from that gentleman. It's true. And so he had. Well, to be fair, she started social distanced. Why are you interrupting Al Pacino's press conference? Sorry, Mr. De Niro. Now, I don't know if Lisa's coming back to work, but we could probably parade her out once she's conscious again for some sort of photo opportunity. And we as a state have the resources to take care of her. I'm done with this Cuomo impression. I'm just that's pro- is this solid. Yeah, it was great. Was that that was I felt like that was pretty solid. That was I mean, I thought Cuomo was in the building. Right? You know, I closed my eyes, did a little theater of the mind, and I was like, oh shit, where did where Pierce nipples come from? Dude. I am fucking killing it in this show. This show has been great. We got to go, right? You got to, you got to. I wanted to do, actually, you brought this thing to the show, but we'll do it next week. Yeah. Time Magazine has a, a list of songs of the year. I apologize. Yeah. I meant to get to it, and I, 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 I fucked up, Mike. It's fun. I don't, I, no, it's, it's very rare that you're like, we need to talk about this. I think it's very funny. And I fucked up, Mike, and I didn't get to your thing. And I feel terrible. I feel terrible, Mike. Really? Yes. I feel terrible. How terrible? Terrible, Mike. I feel like I've just been hit with a brick. (laughs) And I just want to make sure there's not another explosion in Nashville today. And make sure that, you know, this is the only explosion that's going to happen in Nashville today. (laughs) Good night. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die.
Yeah. 